Good morning, Mission Ebenezer. How's everybody doing today? Don't you feel the Holy Spirit in this place already? Amen. There's so many things that we could think about, so many things that we could be preoccupied with, so many things that are near and dear to our hearts. And I just want to thank our staff. A year ago is when they came up with the idea of making sure that we recognize families that have been um, devastated or families that have overcome um, cancer, this word that Pastor C said, the C word. Um, in 1991, Pastor Isaac, my father, had cancer and uh, battled through that, through radiation, surgeries, um, and was able to overcome. And we know that many of you, raise your hand if, if you know somebody in your family, somebody close to you has been affected by cancer. Raise your hand right here, right now. Want you to know that you're loved and God sees um, your, your hurt, your pain. You may be going through it right now. Um, where's, where's the Hector family? There's Brother Eddie Hector, his mama, Sister Trina, is uh, diagnosed with breast cancer within the last um, four weeks. And we've been praying over her. And so please give your, your mom our love. Pastor Kevin's mom, uh, Kim Nickerson, continues to battle with her cancer, uh, with her with, with uh, cancer. She had brain surgery, um, and they removed a tumor just about uh, three weeks ago right here at Harbor General. Her stay here in Los Angeles ended up um, lasting longer than she had expected when she fell suddenly there at the, the Nickerson home in the Keystone neighborhood, and they had to rush her to Harbor General. Um, this past week, she flew back to Kansas City. So would you please keep Pastor Kevin's family in your prayers? Kim Nickerson. Um, and while we're, we're in this spirit of, of thinking about one another and praying for one another, is there anybody here that is maybe sick in body? Is there anybody here that's suffering from loss in a family or, or close friend? Can you raise your hand right now? God bless you, sister. I know your heart is heavy. You just lost your, your mama, your daddy. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? God bless you. Um, brother, brother Ernie and Kuka, we, we lost sister Amber Nava, who we laid to rest last Sunday. So let's go before the Lord right now. Let's lift up everybody who's going through a difficult time in their lives. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now, Father, and we ask that you would be with our family, our church family, Father, who is hurting. The Bible says, mourn with those who mourn. And so, Lord, we do not want to gloss over uh, this moment, but we want to take the time, Father God, to lift up our dear sister and our dear brother, uh, brother and sister um, over here, the Perez family as well. Father, you know our needs. Father, you know our sickness. You know our frame. And as Pastor Nana said earlier, you know that the hairs on our heads, Father God. And so, Lord, we lift up every situation that the body of Christ here at the mission is facing right now. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus and everyone said, amen, amen. Come on, church, let's give God a hand of praise right now. Hallelujah. We want you to be encouraged, body of Christ. Family, we want you to be, be encouraged in the love of the Lord and to receive the Holy Spirit that is here for you and for all of us. Today, we are picking up the message that we started last week. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Um, amen. And, 
And while we are looking for Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to be talking about equipping the saints, we're going to play a little game before we get into the, to the word, okay? We're going to play a little game. How many of you ever gone to the dentist when you were little and the dentist had little games right there in the front office? They had little books, little trivia. They had puzzles to keep you busy while you were waiting anxiously. And, and some of you excited to see the dentist. Uh, we got some, we got some uh, funny people in here. How many of you uh, love going to the dentist? Let me see. We got some, I knew we had some people that like going to the dentist. Y'all are masochists. I don't know about y'all. But guess what? But at my dentist in Torrance over here, we, they used to have these books. And these books were called Where's Waldo? Anybody ever had a Where's Waldo book? You ever had it right there on the coffee table? So we're going to play Where's Waldo, okay? So, so today, with some folks call Halloween, some, some folks call Hallow's Eve, whatever. I don't know. It's a holy day. I know that today. Today is a holy day, all right? But today is a holy day. And, but we got Waldo up here in the house with us today. So I want you to look around the sanctuary and see if you can find Waldo. Anybody find Waldo? I'm going to give you to the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody point. All right, where's the camera at? We got, there he is. Waldo, stand up. A.K.A. Pastor Koba. You, you know why we love, you know why we like Halloween? You know why we, our family loved Halloween? Because we get a chance to see everybody in the community. Amen. We get a chance to greet people we haven't talked to. We get a chance to love on people. We get a chance to see youngsters come in and hug them. We get a chance to see people come into the, to the front door and say, Pastor. And then they say, Pastor, we'll be at church on Sunday. And then we give them candy. And my mom has a wonderful tradition. She likes to put little Bible verses on all the candies as she puts them in their little, their little pillowcases. We just love to dress up. Nothing too scary, nothing too crazy, nothing like that. But just to be in the community, we want to redeem that. We want to redeem everything that the world uses for, for, for their, their purposes. We want to redeem everything, bring it under the blood of Jesus, and love people right where they are at. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But don't worry, my wife, she, don't, she doesn't like Halloween, so she, you know, she, she's like, I don't care, y'all. You do whatever you want. I, I do not partake. She does not partake, and so fair enough. So this Sunday, we're going to talk about equipping. Somebody say equipping. And so the meaning of equipping comes from Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to read some verses right here that teach us from the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church at Ephesus what the purpose of equipping is and what it means to prepare one another for the ministry. Everybody say for the ministry. I want you to know that each and every one of you are ministers of the gospel. Each and every one of you are ministers of the gospel. Each and every one of you are ministers of the gospel. Each and every one of you are ministers of the gospel. Each and every one of you are ministers of the gospel. Each and every one of you. Men, women, and children are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says in this letter to, to Ephesus, I'm going to begin in verse 7. 
But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is what it says. When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. Somebody say gifts to men. Skip down to verse 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service or God's saints for the work of the ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of fullness in Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there in every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up. Somebody say grow up. Into the head that is Christ. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up as each part does its work. Somebody repeat that with me. Say, as each part does its work. Each part is you. Each part is every person. Each part is every believer. Each part is each person that has put their trust and their faith in Jesus. You each have a part in the ministry. You each have a role in the ministry. Some to be administrators. Get ready, sister. Some to be teachers. Some to be evangelists. Some to be pastors. Others to be apostles who train, teach, equip, and send. Some to be prophets. To prophesy or preach or proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. So good to see you. And the fivefold ministry of the gospel, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and, and teachers are those that God has called to be the leadership or to be the pastoral teams of the body of Christ that will equip the whole body for the work of the ministry. Somebody say, aha. So that means, yes, God uses those who are called as, a, over, as an overseer, as an equipper to equip the rest of us. Somebody say amen. Continue in verse 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They're darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with the continual lust for more. So in other words, the Lord is saying, I've called the church unto myself to be about the Father's business so that we can be separated from the world, not to judge the world, not to condemn the world, not to say we're better 
than the world, but to say God is sending us into the world. Somebody say, God is sending me. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would open our minds, that you would open our hearts, that you'd open our spiritual eyes to see the things that you have for us as your church. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. And we submit ourselves to you, committing ourselves to you, Father God, and your word and your work. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Holy Spirit, equip us. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your word. Fill us with your light. Fill us with your life so that, Lord Jesus, we can bring that into the world. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, and the people of God said, come on, church, put your hands together right now. Give God some praise. Give God some praise, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got two boys that are eating Boomy and I out of house and home. I got a 15-year-old that is growing by the second. He is stretching. He and I are the same height. I'm kind of excited on one hand because I'm like, yeah, look at my boy. On the other hand, I'm like, no, he's getting taller than me. But it's a wonderful time of life. Did you know that my eldest son, Tiger, is a freshman in high school? We got a high schooler on our hands. We got a high schooler on our hands. Oh, my goodness. I, we, dropped him, we dropped him off at the first day of orientation. I came home and I said, baby, we, we did teach him everything that we know, didn't we? He is ready for high school, isn't he? She's like, yeah, he's good. It's a good time of life. My Judah just went through a huge growth spurt, grew like four inches over the last six months. It's just stretching. It's just, he's just going to new levels in his life, new levels of confidence, new levels of identity, new levels of purpose. It's a beautiful time of life in the Canales home. I want to thank God because every day I get up, I thank God for his goodness. Every day we get up, we should thank God for another day of life and consider that life the kingdom of heaven. Consider that day that God has given to you as a gift. Consider it another opportunity to praise him and to glorify him with everything that you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Our boys are growing. Their voices are changing. Their thoughts are changing. Their bodies are developing. They're growing hair in interesting places. But their capacities are also increasing. At one point in time, Boomy and I would get exhausted because we had to do all the work in the house, all the laundry, all the chores, all the dishes, all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the this and all the that. But now I got a 15-year-old boy and a 12-year-old boy who I can send out to pick up the dog poop and to throw out the trash and to do their own stinky laundry. We even send them and say, Boy, go downstairs and make your, make, make your sister some food. Yes, sir. <laughs> I said, Dad, again, well, why do you think we had you? Just to look at you? Just to smile? We had you to do work. Word of God says to be fruitful in what? Be fruitful in what? 
So we obeyed. We weren't just enjoying the nuptial joys of marriage. Carrying on. Thank the Lord for the fruit of our loins. Hallelujah. So now Boomy and I, we got some help at home. Our daughter Lola, she ain't quite there yet. And I ain't trying to speed up that process. I want my baby girl to stay a baby girl as long as I can. As long as she can. Praise the Lord. But their capacities have increased. One of the things about the body of Christ is that if we don't all continue to grow, if we don't all continue to mature into the fullness of Christ, if we don't all continue to grow in the knowledge of Jesus, if we don't all reach full potential into the head, which is Christ, the head of the body, then we as the body of Christ are not developing and we are not maturing. And that means that we are not growing. So whereas sometimes we see growing as, oh, no, our babies are growing and they're growing right out of the house. And we're preparing them to grow up right out of the house and to get up out of that house. To, to go away, whatever God has for them, whether it's military. I think we have a military man up in the house. Do we got a military man? Stand up, Jesse boy. Here's a Marine right here. Here's a military man. Some of our youngsters, they go to college. Get, 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 get your behind out here go to college and act right. Some go out into the career world and start working right away. Everybody's got a different cause. Some go to Bible college, praise God. Amen. Light bearers. But what's the point? The point is, is that on one hand, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want them to grow up because then they're going to leave me. Oh, I don't know if I, we want the, the body of Christ to grow into their fullness because, you know what, they may, they may grow up and you know what? Yeah, but, but don't you know that the purpose of the kingdom of heaven and the work of the ministry is to restore, is to equip, and is to send? That's the whole purpose of the word. The word is to save. The word was meant to save. The word restores. The word redeems. The word changes us. The word transforms us from the inside out. The Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your what? Amen. And do not be conformed to what? To the world. To the ways of the world. So the word of God is transforming. It's renewing. It's restoring. It's saving. It's redeeming. It's rescuing, it's regaining, it's delivering, it's, li it's, it's liberating. The word of God should change us through and through. Our very DNA has got to be all interwired with the word of God. That's what it means for us to be light bearers, to be restored to God is to receive the word of God. Somebody say the word is Christ. The moment we receive the word, which is Christ in us, the Holy Spirit equips us. I also want to highlight the importance of us to be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because when Jesus sent out his disciples, he baptized his disciples, he... He blew on his disciples. They received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit, guess what? It changed them. It equipped them. It empowered them. 
It took them to another level, in other words. It didn't just help them reach their full potential. It took them beyond their full potential into kingdom potential. Can I hear an amen? And until we receive the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then we are not being fully equipped for the work of the ministry. And I'm not just talking about church. See, let me talk to the west side over here, all right? Hang with me, east side. I'm not just talking about church. I'm talking kingdom. I'm talking in the workforce. You're a banker. You're a teacher. You're a business owner. You're an entrepreneur. You are in the word, and you are preaching. You are teaching. You are healing. You are rescuing. You are saving. You are going out there in person, and you are pulling people out of poverty. You are going to reach the hungry, and you are putting food in their tummy, and you are giving them the light and life of Jesus Christ and filling them with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I saw a little video yesterday with Carlos Santana. Anybody got, any guys know who Carlos Santana is? A video of, of a bandmate that he used to play with 40 years ago. And a reporter was, was randomly going through, going through uh, San Francisco area and was interviewing people, and he, he stumbled upon a homeless man. And the homeless man was there digging through some trash. He said, hi, what's your name? He introduced himself. He said, I'm, I'm Marcus, uh, Marcus Malone. He said, oh, how you doing, Marcus Malone? Yeah. And then the, Marcus Malone said, yeah, sorry that you have to see me this way. I was part of the original band, Santana. And I headed the wrong way. And they landed me in prison. And now I'm homeless. Sifting through the trash. He started shaking his head. And the reporter said, wow, let me get your information. He got his information. The reporter got a hold of Carlos Santana. Amazing musician. One of the greatest. Maybe one of our guys could pull up. Oye, como va, Pastor Joe? I used to walk up to, uh, to Oye, como va when I played college baseball. They're like, oh, here comes Josh Canales, the baddest Chicano at UCLA. Guess what? The reporter Stanley shows back up to Marcus Malone's truck where he lived in the camper. He said, knock, knock, knock. It's me, Stanley, the reporter. I have a surprise for you. He said, what is it? Let me put some clothes on. He says, just come outside. I got a surprise for you. He came out of the camper. You could tell he was homeless. You could tell he had been broken by life. You could tell he was, li he was living his life full of regret. You could tell that the, that the thoughts and the lies of the enemy had been lying to this man because he got into prison and was not able to have his life restored back to what, what he once was. He said, come with me. And the man, they, he shuffled them off. And sure enough, getting out of that black Dodge Ram, Carlos Santana with one of his signature hats, and he goes, my brother, just like Santana. He goes, marvelous Marcus Malone. And he said, Carlos. And they hugged each other. And the reporter says, you were not lying. Santana handed him a yellow envelope. You got to watch part two, part three, and part four of the raw footage of this little story. And they showed marvelous Marcus Malone open up that envelope with the big fat stack of green of $100 bills straight from the bank. Turned his life around. 
put new clothes on his back, took care of all of his debts, put him in a new living situation, brought him into the studio, let him start getting his chops back. He was a percussionist on the congas. He was a little rusty. Carlos gave him hope. Count how many times in that interview Carlos mentions God. He gave glory to God. The body of Christ must give glory to God. But the body of Christ must be put into the service of the Most High, into the service of the Master, into the service of God, into the hands of God as an instrument, as a channel of God. So that we could change the world for Jesus. So that we can understand what it means to be equipped. Can I hear an amen? We're going through the series called A New Direction, Restore, Equip, and Send. Our church is going through a revival right now. Look around. The sanctuary is getting packed out. Pretty soon we're going to have to go back to all of our services again. Don't stop coming. Because anytime you miss, you miss the word that God has for you. It's going to take you to the next level. I'm not selling anything. I'm not selling anything. I'm telling the truth. And the truth is Jesus. The truth, the truth is Christ. The truth can set you free. The, tr the truth can turn your life around. And just the way he's turned your life around, he wants to turn somebody else's life around. Praise the Lord. God's called us to equip the saints. Many years ago, we started our young adult ministry. And our flagship verse was Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, which says, Equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Pastor Koba and Pastor Joe initiated that ministry and made the young adult ministry all about service and all about working and all about, all about obedience to the Lord. When we are not doing our job, you know it, you feel it. The body of Christ feels it when you're not doing your job or your part, and the world feels it. Some are called to be prayer warriors, filled with faith, according to the measure of faith and the gift that God has given to you to pray and to make change in the world by the laying on of hands and by the words that are proclaimed and come out of your mouth. You can change a situation by the light that comes out of your mouth. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Because when the light of God comes out of your mouth, it is the very spirit, the ruach. It's the Holy Spirit of God that comes from your, your body. It is the Holy Spirit that is prophesying life over the walking dead. Raise your hand if you were ever the walking dead at one point in your life. Come on, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Once we were the walking dead, but we received the words of life that somebody spoke over us. And we came to life like them dry bones in Ezekiel. We have to have the faith. We have to have the faith that Jesus has given to us that impregnates our body so that the faith of God through the word of God can bring fruit out of our lives. And that's holiness unto the Lord. That's fruit unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, when the saints go marching in, 
Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, Lord, I want to be in their number. Oh, when the saints go marching in. How many of you are one of those saints? Well, if you're going to be a saint, that means you are found in the army of God. And we march to the beat of a different kind of drum. We don't march to the beat of the drum of the world. We can't do that any longer. We have to march to the beat of a peculiar drum, of a unique drum, of an anointed drum beat. Hallelujah. That on the third day, boom, boom, boom. Everybody, come on. Boom, boom, boom. Come on, come on. Boom, 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 boom. Guess what happened? Jesus was arisen from the dead, and his heart began to beat right there in the tomb. The rocks began to shake, and we began to move to a different rhythm, to a different beat. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. We are the church, the ecclesia, where the body, Ephesians chapter 3 and 4, mentions the body, church, the saints or holy ones, the somatos to Christu, which is the body of Christ, five times in just a matter of 12 verses. And we're referred to as different names so that, we, so that the word of God can, can meet us where we are. Whether we're the body, you may be into science and biology. Oh, yes, we're the body. I understand ligaments. I understand bones. I understand uh, uh, tendons. I understand uh, 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 organs. Or if you're the church, the ecclesia, the gathering of the people, God reaches us in different ways to teach us what the kingdom of God is all about. And it's not just any body. It's the body of Christ. It's a special body. It's a very unique body. It's a very unique family that we're a part of. Can I hear an amen? amen? But when the body is unbalanced, like in sports, when one member on the team isn't functioning well, it affects the whole team. When there's a muscle in the body that's underdeveloped, other muscles get injured. I want to talk about something really quickly. It's called a healthy body. Somebody say a healthy body. In a healthy body, everybody needs rest. In a healthy body, everybody needs food. In a healthy body, everybody needs training to develop. And these are significant. But sometimes in an unhealthy body, not everybody is doing its part. In a healthy body, sometimes... The kidneys aren't doing their part, so it puts a strain on the liver and on the heart. Are you following me? So what results in a body that is not functioning on all cylinders and the body sharing the responsibility of the, the different tasks of life, the body begins to get injured and hurt or unhealthy and sick. There's some statistics out there that say that less than 20% of church bodies like ours do 100% of the work. And there's an 80% of us that are not doing the work of the ministry, both in the church and outside the church. 
The Lord has given me the word today to encourage us to step up and take our game, our, our, our faith game, our Christian game to another level. The Bible says, do not do your good works before men. If God has called you to be a person that does your good works in the world without anybody seeing, continue to do so because you are changing the world. You're changing the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So there's a process. The process of preparing oneself comes from the Greek word, Catartismos, which means to prepare, to equip, or to train. Some versions call it to perfect. And if we don't interpret it or understand perfecting properly, it doesn't mean that to make us perfect, but to perfect means to make us whole or complete. Does that make sense? It comes from the Greek word holos. Holos, which means whole. So it all makes sense for us, I hope. So God wants to bring us to a place of preparation. And then he, he takes us in the body to another place where we're able to be built up. My son asked me the other day, Dad, how long is it going to take Mission Ebenezer to build itself back up from, from where we were before the pandemic? I said, son, it's going to take a couple of years for us to get strong again, for us to get healthy again, and for us to get everybody that's a part of this team and this body, and then some who God is calling to be a part of the being sent part into the world. God's bringing all the necessary pieces, all the administrators, all the teachers, all the preachers, all the pastors, all the prophets, all the, the sending ones, those who have the apostolic calling. Hallelujah. This is a sending house. This is a sending place. But before we can send one another, we have to be equipped. We have to make sure that we're ready, especially if there's a greater task at hand. Some say, Pastor, I, I, I want to I pastor a church. I want to be a senior pastor. All right. Go study the word. Get trained up. Press on in. We'll start to mentor you. You become a full-time assistant pastor. You'll be given smaller responsibilities that will lead to greater responsibilities so you understand the full picture of how to administer, how to, how to lead a body of Christ, every aspect of it. Amen. Others who said, Pastor, I'm called to be a preacher. Okay, you need to study the word. You need to be, show yourself approved in the word of God so that you can be entrusted with the keys of the gospel of Jesus Christ to preach and proclaim on behalf of heaven, on behalf of the kingdom, on behalf of Jesus, in order to not drive the people away in order to not cause the people to, to, to lead a life of sin or and, and to not cause the people to be led astray. For some people will lead people astray and they'll start preaching their own gospel and they'll start preaching their own truth with the lowercase t. And that's dangerous. Right now we have eight students that are part of a Pentecostal theology course that Pastor Isaac and Pastor Rita are teaching over the, the next four weeks. And these are teachers and preachers and leaders in our church that are getting the fundamentals, 
that are getting the teaching and the equipping necessary in order to be handed greater responsibilities. The Bible says, do not raise up or put somebody over as an overseer if they're a new believer or new in the word or not yet ready, for they may fall. So the Bible instructs us to make sure that we are equipped and that we are prepared and that we are proven and that our lives demonstrate a life of holiness. I got quiet all of a sudden. I didn't say you got to be perfect, but I, I did say a life of holiness, a life of obedience, a life of obedience. Yes, the Bible says it is good. To, be, to desire to be an overseer, Paul says to Timothy. It is good, he said. But remember, you shall be held to a higher standard. It's not just for a pastor. It's not just for a preacher. It's for every image bearer, every light bearer, Everybody that calls himself a follower of Jesus Christ has got to chase after him and him alone. Chase after him. When the body is built up, that's called oikodomain. It comes from the Greek word oikos. Any of you guys ever eat that Greek yogurt called oikos? They have a little, little old Greco-Roman house on the front. Oikos means house. Oikodomin signifies that a house is built up. We are building up. We're not just equipping, now we're building up. We're building up, which means we're getting stronger. From getting stronger, Paul says that you might reach the, the unity in the faith, the pistuos. The unity in the faith. When we grow in the unity, that's what God's doing now. He's building a unity. He's catalyzing the people of God. He's bringing us together. He's galvanizing us as a people. Where we're, we're talking the same language. Where we're, we're walking the same walk. Where we're growing in the same faith. Where we're seeing the body of Christ be built up in the same way. Because we're one spirit. From the unity and faith, we move into the knowledge of the Son. Epignoseos. Epignoseos means that we grow into the full knowledge. A full knowledge. From the word gnosis. We grow into the full knowledge of Christ. How do we do that? Through the word of God. Through having a hunger for God's word. Last week, I was talking about diving into the Word of God and studying things that, that pique your interest and that interest you so that you can have a hunger to want to go back and get back into the Word of God again. This past week, Pops and I were talking. We were talking about the word anointing because he's teaching the Pentecostal theology. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. It's what he's teaching our leaders about, the Holy Spirit. He was talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit. So I go, ah, Pops, I'm going to do a, a word study this week on what the, the meaning of anointing is. When Jesus says in Luke chapter 4, for I have been anointed 
to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to set the captives free. Can I hear an amen? So for me, I'm like, man, I want to go dive into God's word and study what it means to be anointed. What's God saying to you? What's God want to teach you in the word? What does God want to equip you with in the word so that he could put tools and authority and power into your hands? So that you're not just always taking somebody else's word for it. Uh-oh. Yes. God wants to give you the word too. He wants to place the word in your hands too. Amen. From the knowledge of the Son of God, which means to be discipled and trained, he brings us into a full maturity and a whole measure. The Bible says the whole measure, the holon metron, the full measure of a Christian's life. The full measure, the whole measure of a Christian's life. Raise your hand right now if you're still growing in the word of God. Raise your hand. That means God's bringing you into his full measure. He's bringing you into the full measure of understanding and of knowledge and of faith and of being built up because we're the body of Christ. Praise the Lord for help. That's all Jesus was doing. He called us to be his helpers. That's all Jesus is doing. How many of you want to be in God's service, in Jesus' service? How many of you want to be one of his helpers? Praise the Lord. May the word of God bless your desire and your commitment to be one of the helpers of the kingdom. May the Lord fill your life with power. May the Lord fill your heart with fire that you may preach over the lost. May the Lord fill your hands with healing power so that your touch would restore the broken and the sick. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless this house with the gifts from heaven as Jesus has ascended to heaven and given gifts to men. May you be filled with the gifts of heaven. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah with the gifts of grace, the, the, mus the musical gifts, the word of prophecy, the gift of healing, the gift of tongues. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples at the upper room when they were waiting, they were expecting a visitation from God Bible says that there were as if there were tongues of fire resting upon every person that was in the room. And they counted some 120. I believe there are more than 120 in this room right now. Where there were tongues of fire. Church, I want to invite you to stand up right now.